Hi, this is Jeff Coburn. We welcome you to a Disney at Work podcast for today. Uh, big news as Walt Disney World made two major announcements that affect not only guests staying on property, but also in the case of one announcement, affects annual pass holders. It was announced today that Disney's Magical Express providing complimentary airport transportation to and from the Walt Disney World Resort will be discontinued in 2022. Also announced was early theme park entry that will replace extra magic hours that provided exclusive resort entry into the parks at designated times before and after you had regular park hours. John and Lori Scally join me as we look carefully at these announcements and discuss their implications. Join us. I think it may affect your next vacation to Walt Disney World. Be sure to check out, as we go through this podcast, our post at DisneyAtWork.com, which is being posted there instead of DisneyAtPlay.com because we think that there's some really good messages that, frankly, could be applied to any organization that is making decisions affecting the guest experience. So be sure to check out uh, those ideas and comments as we discuss them both here at the podcast and on our Disney at Work post. Let me begin by reading the official announcement or most of the official announcement that was made today on Disney's blog and, uh, and commenting about a few of those things that are here in this uh, statement. And then uh, we'll join up with uh, John and Lori to discuss their implications for guests. Quote, for nearly 50 years, the Walt Disney World Resort has continued to evolve the guest experience to best suit the changing times. As we plan for the future, we are looking at how needs and preferences are changing across the travel industry, particularly in the way people want to get to places faster at their convenience. End of quote. Let's stop there because there are several things at work there. Okay, anytime you hear Disney say, we are continually um, studying the guest experience to see how it would best suit changing time. This means we got a bad announcement ahead of us. I can tell you um, that is just, it does suggest to us that they have studied this issue moving forward, that it hasn't been just a quick decision but we are looking at how um, times evolve. Of course, we're in a COVID period, so everybody expected some challenges right now to, um, to budgets and to the offerings that Disney has. But this is an announcement that Im implies ramifications to guests staying what should be after... Most people have gotten vaccinations and much of the COVID challenge has gone away. So this is this is looking way ahead, which is good that they're giving announcement of this happening out in 2022. But um, but still, it's um, it's a red flag on the play right here. It also says we're looking at needs and preferences, uh, how they change across the travel industry, particularly in the way people want to get to places faster at their convenience. 
I suppose one could say that there are um, better, more efficient options for getting to Walt Disney World other than taking Disney's Magical Express. And in fact, I have heard my share of frustrations by guests who said, you know, the bus wasn't there or the bus wasn't working certain hours and that type of thing. So I kind of see that there are other choices out there. But let's understand how the whole Magical Express thing started in the first place. It started by the idea that if we got people to book their transportation to and from the resort and we controlled that aspect of the experience, i.e. made sure they didn't rent a car, that we would be able to keep them on property and keep them from going to competitive experiences such as, yeah, Universal Studios, especially as Harry Potter would eventually arrive. And so um, in the mid-2000s, Magical Express was announced. By the way, I don't think most people realize, but there are two ways to get from the airport to Walt Disney World. One has been the traditional, what was the B-Line, which is now called the Beach Line, which actually is a little bit more direct depending on which side of the airport you come out of. The other is 417, which is a toll road. Well, actually both are toll roads, but there's a difference between 417, which empties out on one side of the airport and the beach line, which uh, takes traffic from the north side of the airport. And what is the difference between the beach line and 417? The answer is the word billboard. There are no billboards along 417. Along the beach line, billboards are scattered everywhere and then consequently onto I-4. And what do those billboards say? Come to Universal, come to SeaWorld, come to anything and everything, and including coming to Disney. What Disney wants is for you to not even think about the idea that there is anybody else in town other than Disney. And for that reason, they carry you not down the beach line, they carry you down 417 to get you to the Walt Disney World Resort. So this idea of Magical Express was started to simply control the guests staying on property. And the thought was, whatever the cost was, we will build on top of the price of the hotel or on top of the DVC experience and we'll, we'll make it work. And that has been actually a very successful model for Disney for many years, except for the fact that their operating partner that runs the buses, um, that's an expense. I don't know if maybe they were coming to an end of that contract or revisited that contract, um, but my guess is because um, I can assure you, Mears, the third operating partner in this situation, had made a heavy and huge investment on um, taking guests to and from the airport via Magical Express. By the way, I want to say that um, Mears also handles uh, getting guests to and from Disney and the airport to the Disney Cruise Line. But that, I believe, is a paid uh, experience, not a complimentary one. 
and um, and nothing has been said about how that is affected moving forward. Notwithstanding, it may be that Disney has come to the conclusion that whatever percentage of guests would be taking their cars. And by the way, I should also mention when this whole thing occurred way back in uh, in the 2000, early 2000s, this completely annihilated the rental car business because now thousands of guests each week were taking a free service to get to property. Also just obliterated a lot of the taxi cab business, just obliterated this. Now, mind you, since then we've had, uh, you know, car share rental, you know, that type of thing um, come into play and it is a different, different beast. But a lot of folks don't utilize those kinds of, of services and, and carrying an entire family via those services can be fairly expensive. So there's a reality at play with, with the fact that, that guests are now going to be more dependent on these kinds of offerings. I should also say one more thing about this. Um, at Disneyland, there is nothing like this. In fact, at any resort, um, Disney resort across the world, there is no complimentary transportation to and from the airport. There are um, official Disney providers, but they are not, um, they are not complimentary. They are paid. So from Disney's corporate point of view, they're saying, hey, you know, we don't do this anywhere else. Why are we doing this at Walt Disney World? Well, the reason you're doing this at Walt Disney World is because your competition is so much closer. Yes, there's a Universal Studios in Hollywood, but that's, that's nearly an hour's drive or far more, far longer on, on bad traffic times during the day to get to Universal Hollywood. It, it's not as close as it is in Orlando and therefore is not quite the competitive option that it is in Orlando. You have to go past SeaWorld uh, if you go on the beach line to get to, uh, to Walt Disney World. So again, um, that's why Magical Express has existed it was to compete against those kinds of those forms of competition that were occurring in Orlando that don't occur anywhere else. So it goes on to say vacationers have more options to choose from than ever for transportation, including rideshare services that save time and offer more flexibility to go where they want, uh, when they want. Again, Uber, Lyft, these are for for up and coming generations maybe this is a preference but for a lot of people this is not a desirable thing with small children and then you get into the whole issue as it relates to um car seats are you going to now have to chug that car seat down to orlando with um buses unfortunately fortunately unfortunately it's not required to have a car seat and so forth and so they get away with that anyway it goes on to say, in light of the shift, when Disney Resort Hotel bookings open for stays in 2022, we will no longer offer Disney's Magical Express for airport transportation starting with arrivals January 1st, 2022. We will continue to operate the service for new and existing reservations made at the Disney Resort Hotels 
for arrivals throughout 2021. Additionally, complimentary transportation options such as buses, monorails, and Disney Skyliner will continue to be available within Walt Disney World for Disney Resort hotel guests, including to and from all four theme parks. While we are retiring this option, we're introducing some new ways for guests to enjoy their visits while we're mentioning others. And then they go and talk about some other things. But going back to this, they, again, they end it by saying, hey, but we haven't taken away the monorail. We, remember, we got that brand new Skyliner. That's really cool. And then we still got buses and boats and things that get you around property, which is important. Although, if you bring your own car to Walt Disney World, you are charged for parking, which admittedly, happens everywhere else in the Disney Resort universe across the globe, but didn't happen at Walt Disney World until just a couple of years ago. I felt like, I felt like charging for parking was a reasonable um, thing to charge because it, it, it further persuaded people not to get the cars, but take the complimentary Magical Express and thus stay away from the competitors. But now you not only are charged for the car, you don't have Magical Express as an option. You're going to be paying one way or the other. In fact, notice that they emphasize things such as um, going back to rideshare services um, that save time and offer more flexibility. They note that offering, but they don't really talk about rental cars. So, and why do they do that? because, um, again, they feel like if you take a rideshare service, you still have got to have to pay extra to go over to Universal or to SeaWorld. And so consequently, you'll still be persuaded not to go, perhaps, um, and save the money on the parking. It's all really quite crazy. The fact of the matter is, is Disney has failed to see the impact it has in the guests' perspective. And that played out. And I have to say, I applaud Disney for publishing the comments made on their official Disney Parks blog. And I, you know, feedback is the breakfast of champions. So let's just say that Disney got a full breakfast today when comment after comment after comment came through sharing frustration, disappointment, angst about the changes of Magical Express being eliminated. Not a good day. Now, can Disney turn that around? Yes. Can they turn it around and make money? Probably. Um, and at any rate, let's, this is a good point. Let's bring in John and Lori and talk about how really this is affecting the guest experience and how Guests are perceiving this experience, uh, having things like Magical Express removed. So to talk about this announcement today, I'm pleased to have my good friends, John and Lori, to share with us their input. And I thought it was just perfect for a couple of reasons to have John and Lori, partly because, A, we were just together last week. They came down from uh, the greater DC area to spend uh, a week in, um, or uh, about four nights, right? Um, right. At, um, at Walt Disney World just last week. So you are fresh from a trip there. 
at the same time, um, you have the experience of having brought your family as um, people on vacation and just going and staying at on and off property, Walt Disney World hotels. And then you also have the perspective of being DVC owners and all that brings to the table. Right. So given that, um, first of all, let's just, let's just talk about how was your, how was your stay last week? It was great. Good. Great. great. Uh, we stayed at Bay Lake. Uh, kudos to uh, the staff. I mean, the place was clean. All the restaurants inside the park too. I got to hand it to, to the Disney staff. Uh, staff was very appreciative of uh, folks being there. Mm -hmm. uh, as several had said, you know, hey guys, if you're not down here, we ain't working. So uh, and no. so that that was kind of touching. Uh, but the, it was a good time. Obviously, because of of COVID, you know, it's not as uh, what's the word I want the the things that where we got we've all gotten used to over the years yeah it doesn't have there. the same feel it doesn't have the same feel uh so in you fact you mentioned to me the 16th floor the uh monorail is yeah is the, the 16th floor for, for those of you who know on the on bay lake there's uh uh for top of the world, top of the world we call it i think that's yeah. what it's called uh that's been closed because of COVID. Uh, and that was a benny really for why we we bought into bay lake uh, because it's overlooking Magic Kingdom. Obviously, it was there very good uh, when you're watching the fireworks. Well, there's no fireworks, uh, but it is closed down. And that's unfortunate because I'm starting to wonder, especially in light of what we saw today uh, with the Magical Express, will the 16th floor ever come back? I mean, obviously, it's there. It's empty. Uh, but that was a nice place, I think, for folks staying at Bay Lake uh, to kind of go up there and uh, grab a late night snack and sit down with your friends. Uh, and they have a couple of drinks, watch the fireworks. I mean, that was, the, that was one of the selling points for Bay Lake. Yeah. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, then doesn't Riviera have the same kind of setup? Yes. I'm assuming. Top uh, of the so, yeah. restaurant at the and top. And I know, for instance, uh, maybe it hasn't made as much money, I, I, you know, as they thought in the, in the past. And you often wonder, especially these days, everyone uses COVID for an excuse. <laughs> Maybe that was a good excuse to oh, we'll close that down. And that's too bad because I think that's really, uh, uh, you can even with COVID, uh, you can put tables on the outside and, and you can probably service them. So, so what I'm hearing you say is um, having visited, and you visited twice last week and then I think back in what, where, August. 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 Um, Having visited twice, you've come to just, okay, it's COVID, budget's tight, things are closing, everybody's not back. It's just, you got to put up with it for the... Right. Right. But today's announcement made you start actually questioning, well, if they're getting rid of the bus, what else are they getting rid of? Yeah, what's next? Well, they got rid of the luggage service because they said COVID, and now it's the bus, so I guess luggage is never going to come back. Um, yeah, because so, that was in tandem. Right. So, so and, and, and going back to your own personal experience, you started coming more regularly as a family, I think, when you were on duty in Jacksonville, right? Right, right. In the late 90s. Right. And back then, you were probably driving down. Um, and we, we would, even when we were in Virginia, I would say from, like, 
um, around the year 2000 or so, we were driving every year. And yeah. even when we had three kids in diapers, we were driving every year. Yep. And then I finally was able to talk John into let's fly because of Magical Express. Because I said, look, all we have to do is get in on the plane and not worry about all the luggage. And it'll be just, you know, we'll be swept away to the resort. And that, yeah, it was cool. And that's how it worked. And we never looked back. When and and was that before you got to DVC? No, yeah, you started to fly. So you, so DVC was a, so the Magical Express was a driver even when you were just coming as a guest, staying on yeah. property. Oh, for sure. But then, yeah. but then you made a decision to buy DVC, right? Right. And in, inherent in that decision, probably somewhere in the fine print of it, it says, you know, don't don't think that Magical Express is guaranteed here. Oh, sure. But yeah. implicit in that purchase decision is that the total value includes being able to get to and from the airport. True, true. Yeah, and I think, you know, aside from DVC, I mean, Magical Express is for everybody. And and I think of, uh, you know, okay, we're fortunate, we're at DVC, but the folks who are not and, and maybe staying, uh, at, you know, uh, uh, maybe on a, tight, on a tight budget, uh, yeah. I say, okay, you say, okay, well, Okay, how much more is now if I fly into Orlando starting 22, are we going to have to shell out? Because it's like, I know Mirrors is supposedly going to have a service or you get Uber. And what's the going rate right now? It's probably around 50. Well, you know, with the influx of folks, that price is going to go up. So now you're talking, what, another $100 and per person? I mean, you're talking, it could be a significant impact. I mean, tickets have gone up and up and up. And now you're going to have to pay for for uh, your transportation and was there before. You know, so I'm sort of people, some folks listen to this like, what the hell are you talking about, John? It's just that it's another thing that you kind of gotten used to. It was, it was it's part of the experience, right? And now it's throttling back and throttling back. And it's like, okay, at what point do you say, okay, enough is enough. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say this is a, a, a showstopper for us, but it may be for others. Well, I think we might go less. Yeah, that's true. And the other thing is, well, I would I would think that would really impact your because you also have um, you have a tradition of bringing your whole family right. uh, around the Fourth of July. Right. So it's 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 not just getting you two from the airport, you know, be a little else. Uber. It's getting a whole pack and yeah, yeah, getting the whole team right. there. And and, uh, and and we've talked people into coming to Disney, saying, "Hey, it's so great! You just go to the airport, you don't see your bags again until later in, in your room." Um, and now they're, you know, I think I hear about some train or something that's going to go there, and I'm thinking, and to get the bus from Disney Springs to Bay Lake, it'll probably take just as long as it takes that bus to go from from the airport, the in the airport first place. to Bay Lake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, you're 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 right, and 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 while I would be thrilled to see that form of transportation let me just say that mass transportation option has been has been discussed so many times over the last 20 years that i've 25 years i've lived here it's right. really hard to get serious that that's they're serious you know right. um that it's really going to materialize given all things i think i think there's a couple of messages here one is it's just it's it's an important moment where you feel like the value you were getting because DVC yes. is about the value of it. Right. There are right. there are cheaper places you could right. have gone with Marriott or, or 
or what was Starwood or, or Bonnet you know, Creek or all those other kinds of timeshare kinds of properties, um, which would have been far more affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But you saw, oh, I'll pay more to get the value. And the value proposition was it included things like this, maybe not guaranteed, right. but it did include things like this. So you're probably, it, it just is adding questions in your mind as to say, is this worth it? In fact, mm-hmm. you were saying something about Saratoga Springs earlier, John. Yeah, I mean, I recently we bought uh, some additional points here, and, and about a year or so ago, in, in, in one of the other DVCs, and we said, well, gosh, if we're going to start cutting back, maybe we don't need all those points, and maybe we need to start selling some of the points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, for your listeners. We go several times, especially now the kids are all young adults and out of the house. So as a uh, as an older couple, we're going down here. Uh, and one of the reasons you're flying now because you're older, it's, you're not like when you were young with the, the kids and loading up the diapers and stuff like that. A little slowing, just slowing down a little bit. So, you know, fly down and, and, and getting Magical Express is a lot easier than, than driving, but now it's like reassess. All right, well, it looks like might, we'll, as well might as well drive them because it's like, okay, uh, Jenny. you know, I, I don't understand. I understand. Maybe it's a budget thing. Uh, and we use COVID. Like I said, use that excuse a lot. Ow. I'm still scratching my head though is, okay, the people in the airport are handling my luggage. I'm not so sure why Magical Express, for instance, right now, can't handle the luggage. I haven't figured that out because guess what? There's people's jobs, so yeah, you just cut the staff and yeah. we cut Magical Express. No one's talking about that. Well, all those nice folks, those cast members uh, who are greeting you and, and and et cetera. Well, I guess they're now out of a job, and it's 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 unfortunate. Uh, I, I don't I'd love, love to know. Uh, corporately, what the the thought process was. Obviously, I'm sure it's probably finances, but uh, so let's uh, build on that for a moment because one of the things that uh, John and I go back because uh, John was one of my clients um, in in the government sector, and so John, you and I have had a lot of conversations about making good decisions, right, <laughs> and the lack thereof, right. And I I I look at this and I wonder if in, in my mind there are are two ways to make a bad decision. One is some leader stands up and whimsically says, look at the cost of this thing. This is terrible. Let's cut it. Or or maybe even because it is a third party that handles, um, handles that bus option. Um, they are an operating partner with Disney. And maybe they were saying, uh, renewing the contract, yeah, that looks expensive. We should just cut this. We can't afford this. So it is possible that somebody alone, without any context of the impact on the customers and their impression of the value of the experience, might say, ah, go cut the thing. Right. But there is another way that bad decisions get made, and it's called data. <laughs> and one of the things I've noticed recently is Disney's been doing a lot of surveys. And mm-hmm. I can see Disney doing a survey where they take a look at six, eight, 10, 12 things. And they say, rate these things in terms of what you think makes your trip more magical or creates the greatest value and so forth. Well, you're going to look at those magical things, you know, and early morning hours actually might be one of those things. 
but and we'll talk about that in a second but but um but you know i could see that one starts to attach oh yeah that's a convenience but it's not something you see as a magical part of your vacation until it's stripped away from you and then so i could see them doing a survey and not showing up so high and so they said well this is expensive it's not showing up that high so we'll take it out and and in that view again not understanding the the attachment to the customer you've used data in the wrong way to have created a decision yeah you, you misinterpreted the data and i mean I, clearly you, we get surveys uh, i can't recall us getting a survey saying what do you think of our buses and our magical express that would have been nice to get a survey on that uh the the, the I, and I think I don't want to be because you said I think on the blogosphere, there's probably a lot of folks who've commenting on it. And I'm going to guess that the majority are not in favor of Magical Express going away. Uh, I'm, I'm taking a guess on that one. Uh, oh, yeah. But, big, but I, big, big thumbs down but across I, but I think the board. Back, Jeff is it's like, OK, here's another thing. It's going away. Uh, I remember as a DVC member, uh, you used to get. Uh, yeah, well, you, you still get free parking for one car. It would be for how many, I guess, whatever staying in your suite or room and everything. Yeah. And it used to be concierge, right? Uh, so that's gone. So, I, I mean, that's just another example. Things just whittling away. And that's, I could tell you, as a consumer, as a customer, you start getting a little concerned. You yeah. start getting a little concerned saying, okay, I understand you're building these rides and you need, you got cash flow issues, et cetera. Uh, but at the end of the day, as you taught me, are you leading with your customer? Because it sure doesn't feel like you are. Uh, so, you know. No, you're absolutely right. And and my guess is probably somebody in a meeting said, well, you know, if they really hate it, we'll just return it and just make it a, a, a low cost item that they pay for. That way we don't, you know, it doesn't come out of our budget, you know. And I can see that they started that. They'll, I, I absolutely believe that within three to five months, they will turn around and say, good news, we heard you. And so as a result, we are going to provide a direct service from the airport for a nominal fee. And <laughs> and, and we're all supposed to be really thankful. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly moment. right. You know, going, yeah. Hey, wasn't that free back then? You know, yeah, what exactly happened? Right, right. You know? And but I can I can honestly see this happening. And yet I think that's I think that's a tragedy of thought. If you shouldn't have offered it in the first place, if you if without thinking, what is it going to be like to take it out on the rear on the yeah, back? Yeah, because end? as you said, there's always going to be ramifications. I'm thinking. I guess we. I guess recently, I don't. I don't know how true this is or not, but uh, Disney has sold us on the uh, the magic bands. Yeah, now there's cool. no more free magic bands. Now they yes. stopped. The, and so again, a, another thing, and I guess. And that I could have seen. That I could have seen because honestly, how many magic bands do people repeat visitors need? And uh, no, I, new I, people. What? Yeah, it's not like you. I mean, uh, that's true. New people. I think they're going to go through. Oh, I hear you on that. I think they're going to go to a different technology on that. So I can almost understand that one. But the perception is what you're talking about. That's wrong. Yes. It's parking. Yeah. It's, it's the band. It's yeah. the bus. It's what's it's next. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, exactly. And now, therein I, it, becomes the 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 this problem. This predates us. 
but if I'm not mistaken, I thought originally when DVC started, weren't tickets included? Tickets were included. I think they had done some. I think what they had done is a couple of. um, of, not a beta test, but they kind of an extra thrown in initially to say, oh, right. hey, okay. you know, to kind of kickstart the thing. Right. It was All never, right, so I don't think they ever intended a long term to it. But but five years ago or so, maybe even soon, less than that, we used to have at least like um, a night at um, Typhoon Lagoon or oh, yeah. Blizzard Beach. Yeah, there was a or a night at appreciation. Magic Kingdom. It was appreciation. Yeah. And those might come back. The, yeah. I see those coming back, but then again, Again? Oh no, they left before COVID. They left before well, COVID. Oh, they've, they've been gone since before COVID. I thought they had done some uh, last year or in in eight in nineteen. So, well, they, but maybe they not. Wait, they come maybe not. Back. But the but e- whether even if they are the, even if they're still in, you still right. start to question how long yeah. will they be in? Right. You know, and therein right. lies that dilemma right. again. Right. So, um. It's, so it's an interesting it's an interesting thing that you look at your value proposition and say, you know, what makes DVC or what makes a stay at Walt Disney World worth it is that it's bundled. It's a bundled yeah. package of so many yeah. things. It's mm-hmm. it includes transportation on property. I am in truth. There was a time way early. This is predating most everybody here. There was a time where they actually charged you. A small fee to go on the monorail. Um, oh wow! Sometimes they added that ticket as part of the ticket book, but it was still actually a, a, a purchase ticket for a number of reasons. Well, I now go into, that. but but at the same time, at the same time, you're just looking at the whole value proposition, um, and you're just saying, "Am I still getting the value I need?" And and you know, it's it's. It's a tough thing for a lot of guests uh, to have to go through. And they don't. And and I think when I see so many people, I mean, you immediately came. I didn't come to you today. You immediately right. came to me. And said, oh, what's going on here, Cobra? <laughs> yeah. And you see the the real comments. Um, I love this one on the online said, yep. One less reason to stay on site. Ridiculous, you yeah. know? Yeah. The next person, is it is Dole Whip next? Is the Mickey ice cream bar, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, and it's just those kinds of, when people are venting like this, uh, oh, I love this one. It says, thank you so much for evolving the guest experience by giving us less for more. Said no one ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is when people express themselves, it's because they care about your products. It's right. not because it's not because they feel entitled. It's not because they see themselves as elitist. It's because they are passionate about your products. Right. So, right. so respect the passion and don't and be gentle with how you manage those expectations. Right. Right. Uh, with your guests. So, so anyway, hey, thank you so much for joining me on this little podcast today. well thank you for inviting us uh we enjoyed it yeah and like i said uh we just we still got our trip planned for july so that's <laughs> not going to change but it does have us okay well i guess maybe we'll drive uh and as laura said it's like okay well then maybe we're not going to be able to go as much uh yeah. you know i mean you start looking at things it's like yeah. you know, differently and and yeah, that's not probably what disney needs their customers to do their guests to right. do right 
My thanks to John and Lori for joining us and really sharing what I think a lot of folks are feeling about this announcement. Now, I might say this announcement was not made Friday late afternoon to kind of bury um, into the leads of Monday. Rather, it was made fresh on a Monday uh, mid-morning or a late morning uh, at noon hour. This is, I think they thought this was going to be better received because one of the things they talk about, they talk about the return of park option. They say, they say, while we are retiring this option, we're introducing some new ways for guests to enjoy their visits while reimagining others. Now available return of the park hopper option that we have talked about earlier and it's it's been a previous announcement. There was a special vacation offer, which was basically get two extra days added to your ticket when you buy a fortnight, three-day room and so forth. Not a bad deal, but, you know, it is what it is. But then they went into coming soon. And this was the second big announcement. Early theme park entry. Quote, we know how much guests enjoy extra park time. So coming later this year as part of our 50th anniversary celebration, Disney Resort hotel guests and guests of other select hotels will be able to enjoy more fun with 30 minute early entry to any theme park every day. Caps on any and every. It'll be a great way to get a jump start on your Disney day no matter the day. As a reminder, the extra Magic Hours benefit was suspended when Walt Disney World Resort reopened last summer. And as we continue to manage attendance with health and safety top of mind, extra Magic Hours will not return. The new early theme park entry benefit helps us better spread visitation across all four theme parks while providing added flexibility by giving guests early, extra early park time on each day of their vacation and in the park of their choosing. Please note that guests need valid admission and a park reservation made via the Disney Park Pass system to enter a theme park. Now, why this is not really great news. Three things come out of this. First off, generally speaking, the extra magic hours was at least an hour early or an hour later. So now we've gone down to 30 minutes. That means less time. That means you're going to have a chance to get on an attraction without waiting too much time in line an extra within that 30 minutes, but probably not more than one attraction. So you want to do Slinky Dog Dash or you want to do um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride. But after that, the park will be open to everybody else and it won't be of any real advantage. Mind you, that's a little better than Tokyo Disney. They only give their uh, uh, hotel resort guests about 10 minutes extra. Um, but that's enough time for them to actually get a fast pass, which they still distribute uh, paper-wise or they have previous to COVID. So that's the first thing. It's only 30 minutes. Second, uh, good news if you're an early bird, bad news if you're a night owl. And there are a lot of people who don't want to get there early in the day and appreciated the night owl experience. Now, I have to tell you, Disney operations, they're probably thrilled with this because nothing's more frustrating than to try to throw out those who are not part of the late hour experience. 
It also allows them, by the way, to add more days to things like a Halloween party or a Christmas party because they don't have to worry about providing um, those extra magic hours afterwards. Now, if you want extra magic hours into the evening, you're going to buy an extra ticket for that. So again, there's a downside, especially if you're more the night owl than the early bird. The third problem and concern in this new announcement, and it affects me more than anything that has been discussed because as an annual pass holder, I don't use that express uh, bus and it shouldn't make a whole lot of difference except what they have said is we're doing 30 minute early entry every day in every park. So what annual pass holders did, if they wanted to get in early on, a, on an important ride that they really liked, they went on days when there wasn't extra magic hours and got in early. Well, with all the new attractions coming, Tron or Guardians of the Galaxy or any of the other things that are coming um, soon to the Disney parks, you as an annual pass holder will not get an edge into the park at all ever on any day. And that becomes a huge disappointment to annual pass holders who probably are not even reading these announcements and think that they have anything to do with them. But in truth, it is decreasing the value of the annual pass holder experience. And so consequently, that too is a disappointment moving forward. Finally, it goes on to say, quote, as with every other change we've made in our history, we will help guests navigate through these next steps and will continue to deliver on what's expected from a Disney experience. We remain focused on exploring new ways for guests to spend more time with their friends and families and to create memories to last a lifetime, end of quote. What this really means at the end of all of this is... Yeah, we might be wrong here, and so we may be making more changes before we're through. And yes, they are wrong. Unfortunately, the change they will probably make as it relates to the um, as it relates to the magical express is that they will probably come back and say, you know what? We heard from you, our guests, that magical express was important, so we're still going to offer this for a reasonable cost and for a lot of guests who like Magical Express, it will be a reasonable price, at least the first year, maybe the second year, and then it's going to creep up and it's going to be... Well, the good news is, is this opens up more room for competition in the marketplace for other providers to provide. I'm telling you, if you're a local in Orlando, now's the time to start up an Uber. Um or be part of Lyft because you're going to have more opportunities than ever before to take guests to and from the airports and the parks. At any rate, you can see big announcements today. Unfortunately, really disappointing implications to the guests. So this has been a Disney at Work podcast and post. And what makes these podcasts unique in our Disney at Work and Play podcast is that we offer you free souvenirs 
for your organization. Ideas, questions that you should be asking yourself as they relate to you and your business or your organization. And the questions that we bring to you are these. How do you craft an experience that gets your customers to stay with your products and services and not your competitors? I mean, that's that's how Magical Express started. It was an attempt to get people to not go to the competitors, not go to Universal, not go to SeaWorld, but stay on Disney property. How do you create that kind of experience for your customers that focus only on your products and services, not your competitors? Second, how are you creating value by the way you package the experience? You can always add costs if people could see value in the total package. Third, are your questions, are your decisions made on a whim or are they made based on poorly collected data? In this case, I don't think they were made on a whim, but I don't think they gathered the data. I think the data would have showed them early on how upset customer guests at Disney would be if they completely removed that offering. I think they've poorly collected the data here. Fourth, when you remove or you chip away at these products and offerings, does it chip away at the entire customer experience to a point where people just don't feel like it's worth doing business with you? Next, are you willing to accept feedback from your customers on the very decisions you make? And then finally, how is one decision affecting one customer segment impacting other customer segments? like we gave in the example of the early start times affecting annual pass holders. Again, your organization is different. It's not Disney. You're not the house of the mouse, but there are lessons here about how you bring your products and services to your customers. Well, thank you for joining us for this Disney at Work podcast. And my thanks to John and Lori for joining me and sharing their insights and and thoughts about uh, this major announcement today. If you really want to share the magic of the show, please consider adding a comment or a positive rating on iTunes. It will do so much to help others find out more about this, the littlest podcast that ever could. And make sure that uh, you also check out our sister site that goes with DisneyAtPlay.com. It's DisneyAtWork.com. It's a part of Performance Journeys, my company, and it's committed to helping you improve your organization. If you'd like a keynote speaker or seminar for your business, conference, or higher education group, we offer a variety of topics to include leadership, employee engagement, customer service, and teamwork. Know that when you invite me to speak or work with your organization, you are hiring someone who has successfully applied these ideas in the transfer scores of organizations for over 25 years. For more information, please visit disneyatwork.com or performancejourneys.com. Better yet, just contact me by email or phone. Either of those websites will give you my contact information and just talk to me about what's happening in your workplace and how I can help you take your organization to the next level. Listening is the best gift I can give you. Feel free to reach out and discuss your needs. Want to embrace 
more of the magic? Do you want to know more of the insights and happenings at the Disney parks? You have to join our brand new Patreon page where we have podcasts, videos, and interactive apps you can't get anywhere else. In our first two tiers of Explore and Discover, we look at some amazing Disney discoveries as we dive into the many themes and details of the parks. Those in the Navigator and Adventure levels experience our Disney at Work content I just spoke of, where we look at best in business ideas from the happiest places on earth through our interactive Disney at Work online tours, plus so much more. Membership begins at only $5 a month, and the first few months, all of our proceeds, 100%, are going to support Embrace Celebration, dedicated to helping furloughed and unemployed folks most affected by this pandemic in the shadows of Disney. So as you receive your stimulus check or that uh, that little Christmas uh, check from grandma or whomever it may be, think about just carving out a few dollars towards something really good and getting something really great in return. Well, that does it for today. In the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, we leave you with the words of Alan Menken. Always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.